Hey everyone, it's Christy here. I just wanted to jump on before the start of today's episode to say a big thanks to absolutely everyone who has listened, shared our podcast on their social media, and really just backed the original inspiration. This is our sixth episode today, and I really hope that you're getting inspired and enjoying the conversations we're having with these amazing guests. Well, without further ado, why don't we get into today's episode? So Adam, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. And um, I've only known you for just over a year now, but it's been so cool seeing how you've changed and modified everything over the last year. And you are a gym owner, but I'll let you introduce yourself. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, your friends, your interests, and um, whether you're self-made or your family or in business, things like that. Oh yeah. Awesome. So well, thanks for having me. This is actually my first podcast. I'm excited to do one. So yeah self-made that just kind of came to my head basically about myself so when i was young i used to love training and all things kind of exercise I used to play sport and i was always like a skinny little kid <laughs> playing against the rugby league against massive islanders so i wanted to get wanted to get stronger so i could be better on the football field so that's when i started doing weights and then my dad bought me for my christmas or one of my birthdays or something like a, a strength training for dummies book uh-huh yep read that book like back to front and then just started building up lots of like bits of equipment for birthdays and Christmases and started like a little backyard gym. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. And then kind of went from there. And then what was that? What are we at? 13, 14, started doing weights and things like that. Not really knowing what I was doing. Just if I look back now, I think about what I did. That makes no sense, but whatever. <laughs> and then started building up a little backyard, in the, like a little gym backyard, and then had all the kids in the street. would come over every other and we'd do like weights together. That's and then so cool. Out there from my year nine, and you wanted to own my own gym. Yeah, so nice. Working on it. Yeah, um, that's cool. I, mean, I guess moving on from there, then I became a PT as soon as I finished high school. And then set up like a little mobile personal training business where I had like a car, basically my first car with some dumbbells in the back of it. Nice. And I was two, two pink five kilo dumbbells that my um, mom had in the car <laughs> there. And then built up our stuff from there. We went from doing just mobile PTs in a car. Then I bought a ute to stick more stuff in there, obviously. And then we went from doing it in a ute to doing it in a van. And then we started hiring out a high school hall, running boot camps and things from the high school hall. And then slowly built it up. Then we got to about 70, 80 kind of members at that point. And then I decided to open up a little gym in Riverston. Yeah, that's awesome. And now you're not in Riverston anymore, are you? You're in Rouse Hill now? In Rouseville, yeah. So I, I guess I could elaborate a little bit more on that story. So got married in 2015, spent all my money on the wedding, uh, <laughs> like the honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. Came back and I was like, oh, I really want to open the gym now, but I had no money. So I had a pretty decent little boot camp going. So I had an idea that I could do lifetime memberships and collect some money up front. Uh, but basically sent an email to like our mailing list offering out 15 lifetime memberships for 1900 bucks. Um, and then within the space of like three days, I had 30 grand in my account and then crazy. had the little humor and then we've been growing since then. That's so good. And 30 yeah. K now you think about, yeah, 30 K that wouldn't set you up a gym now, would it? <laughs> Your gym, you were talking about a new gym, adding a second yeah. one in. And what were you saying? What was the figure? I forget. Um, I could probably actually find it, but it's about, it'd be about 350,000 said the gym up how we want it. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. You have a sick setup now, like uh, unreal. And how many members do you have now? Well, right now it's a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, who knows? A bit hard. But before we moved down, we, we got to 400, 400 group members. Whoa. So, yeah, that's unreal. 
Uh, if you look at the gym right now, though, there's nothing here. We've rented basically everything out to our members. Oh, really? Okay, so you did decide to go down that path. Yeah, so- we weren't, we weren't going to initially, but then the lockdown has kept going on and on. So Yeah, yeah. I know it's hard. And um, for anyone that's maybe listening to this in the future, out when we're out of lockdown again, obviously right now we're in lockdown. And Adam, you've done this twice now. So this is your second time round. And I was listening to that podcast, actually. You were the one that recommended it yesterday on your Facebook. And oh, the first one? Yeah, yeah. And Did I was that- listening and they were talking about um, a friend, the, the guest on the podcast is talking about a friend that has a gym in Victoria. And he said that they're always the first to close and they're the last to open with every lockdown they've had in Victoria. And I just feel for you, like yesterday we got some really good news well not yet you know i found out that they had actually eased the restrictions for us but without announcing it so we can go back to kind of what we were doing before lockdown but that just is not the case for you at all and it's it's really frustrating to watch how you know yeah and and i seriously your perseverance is incredible just being able to pick up and and you know you haven't lost hope (laughs) well i think it looks like you haven't lost hope anyway (laughs) Sometimes, maybe on the inside a little bit every now and again. Yeah. Just yeah. Just do what you can do. You've got to like try and pivot and just just earn money any way you can. So just try and be creative to come up with different ways. You can kind of work whatever situation you've got and that's all you can do. Yeah. No point crying out because every other gym's in the same situation. I guess they're our competition. Like, Yeah, how they pivot. Do you do the same thing? Do you try and do something different? It's true. Better or whatever you can, I guess. Some gyms are in different positions to us too. So we're more of a community style gym. So we actually, we probably do better in these times than more like a yeah. big globo gym would go. Like I trust our members. I know them personally. So it's easier to go and drop a bike at someone's house because they're not picking up. Yeah, that's true. But if you're like a anytime fitness who you don't know the members, you can't do that. So they're even more limited than what we are. Yeah. It's a law now too that you can't legally make them pay wash your clothes, isn't it? Yeah, well, we we wouldn't do that anyway. So our no. approach, we just put everyone on hold and then we put out like our offerings to whatever we could do and then instead anyone who wants to subscribe to this, like let us know and we could put you back on. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember reading something when this second lockdown started about gyms like not being able to legally make people pay if they're not open. So yeah. it's interesting different things that have come out with this whole thing. I guess none of us really saw it coming, that's for sure. And I- Definitely did it with this second one, which was, I don't know, I didn't, I stopped watching the news and things like that, but I didn't see it coming at all. I no. just spent lots of money on expanding the gym and just yeah. the bathrooms. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. If I'd have known in hindsight, I wouldn't have spent that money, would have kept it. Yeah. Well, once we're back open again, you you have plans for like further expansion to try and boost membership? Yeah, well, it's kind of, I guess it's up in the air on like, what the situation is going to be like when we're allowed to reopen. Yeah. Um, we'll work it out from there, but we did have plans to open up a, another location, but that's probably on the back burner a little yeah. bit right. Probably a bit um, The hard part is a lot of people are losing motivation. A lot of people aren't training. We're doing yeah. our best we can to try and contact people and get them moving, but it's, it's not the same. So yeah, we'll see what life looks like when we reopen and then we'll, we'll go from there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But why don't we stop the COVID talk because everyone's had enough of that. <laughs> and why don't you tell us a little bit more about your the original inspiration behind your business? So you talked a little bit about your history and how, you know, you wanted to get stronger yourself. 
Was there one key moment or one person that really believed in you that made you feel like you could actually do this and that you had it in you to be a business owner, start your own gym? Things uh, like that? I guess the person who believed in me was probably me. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's I good. guess everyone needs that. Like if you're looking for outside inspiration, you're not going to find it. It's got to be from within yourself. And when some, like times get hard, you're the only one who can fix it. So, yeah, yeah. wow. I think that's you're a so cool. Me, like, I think we're pretty similar in some regards. You just go out there and just, just do things. Yeah. And action is what makes things happen. A hundred percent. But yeah, I guess I've always had a vision to, to open up a gym and just continue to grow my business. So every day, all day, all I do is think about how I can make it better, how I can make it bigger. Yeah. And just continually doing that. And if you get a little bit better every day, give it 10 years time, business is going to be a lot bigger down the track. Yeah. I think you've got to have that attitude if you're going to be in business because it's like like we know business isn't fair no one's gonna do it for you no nothing is fair these days <laughs> People have more money than you start with they might have a lot more resources than you but you just gotta get stuck in and do it yeah yeah no that's awesome i love that i definitely wasn't thinking you were gonna say that that was a surprise and oh, yeah. i now that you've said it i'm like you know what that makes so much sense it's so true if you're not inspired yourself you're not going to do anything. Someone can tell you, oh, you're so great. You should go be a doctor. If you don't want to do it, you don't put any action to it. You're not going to become a doctor. I'm the type of person that I'm either all in with something and I'm completely obsessed by it or I do nothing with it. Yeah, that's pretty much so me like, too. Like one extreme or the other. And I think that's, I think that kind of works with having a business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're either willing to sacrifice absolutely everything to make it work or it's just something you don't really care about and then it doesn't really work. Yeah, so, exactly right. uh, if you're not willing to put everything in, someone else will and they'll, they'll do it better than you and you won't have a business anymore. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you actually operate like across the road from a F45, don't you? Yeah. So you can yeah. physically watch your competition. <laughs> actually, I feel a bit sorry for them. They just, the old owner sold to the new owners bought it two weeks before the lockdown. Oh, no. That's yeah, terrible. Kind of unfair for them. It's a bit crappy because it's hard enough taking over a gym like that and to deal with the lockdown and not get to know the new members properly it would be tough. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. That's not not a fun thing to be doing. No. Um, so you touched a little bit, obviously, on COVID and how that's been a challenge for you, but maybe pre-COVID, pre-lockdowns, what were some of the biggest challenges you've had to date whilst running Repetitions Fitness? Um, biggest challenge would be managing cash flow. Okay. Yep. Um, setting up a gym is expensive. And if you don't have your numbers in order and if you don't have everything in like with proper systems, it can easily, you can easily stuff it up. And I stuffed up a few years back. I was underestimating how much bass and GST and tax and stuff I need to be saving. Yeah. And then one day I went to sign my regular bass payments in my account. I'm like, oh, you've got a tax bill. I'm like, okay, cool. How much is it? And they're like, it's 33000 I was like, oh, what? That's <laughs> $33,000. So then kind of learned that lesson the hard way. I had to go on a payment plan, got that all like sorted and paid back and stuff like that. But now I know, I think I recommended you to read profit first. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like I put that implemented and I just do that regimented every single week. The money goes in the right spot and it makes it a lot less like stressful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, don't, I remember the time before I had to pay that bill. I thought, oh, wow, I'm doing so well. I'm killing it. Bloody rich over here. <laughs> Buying new equipment, kind of building out the gym, and they're not realizing that all that money wasn't even mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I know, it's interesting. It sits for anyone who, who isn't familiar with the Baz and you have to pay quarterly 
bills to the ATO, which isn't your money anyway. You collect it basically for them. My dad, when I started the first start of the business, he said, oh, congratulations, you're now a tax collector for the ATO. Like you're collecting GST, you're collecting people's payroll tax, and you have to pay it back to the ATO. But the problem is obviously you're not paying that every week. So it builds up in your account. And then at the end of the quarter, after three months have gone by, you have to pay all that money out to the government. Yeah. So it's, it be, it's a hit. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I know a lot of small business owners that have made that mistake when they're first starting out. So yeah. if you have well done. Yeah. No, my, my accountant straight away, she was like, there's a third of that money isn't yours. Put it in a different account and it's not your money. And so when my dad, he always is always checking in on me, he's like, how are you going for cash flow? And I'm like, oh, good. You know, I have this amount in this account and, oh, I have this amount in this account, but that's not really my money. And he's like, good, good job. <laughs> that's what you got to do. It's so yeah. easy. So anyone who's thinking about starting a business and scaling to that point where you have to pay that buzz, um, take this advice seriously because yeah. it will help you significantly. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, you can do that as well. Um, different options for cash flow. So cash flow has been your biggest challenge. Cash what about obviously staff? The more yeah. staff get, it's um, it can be tricky to manage staff. I think the biggest thing I learned is making sure I have clear job descriptions for people. Yeah. It can be easy to hire people and then not be clear in what you want them to do and then they don't know what to do. So then they don't yeah. do anything because they're unsure and then you're like, why am I paying this person? Yeah. So, yeah, if anyone's starting their own business, just make sure you've got a clear, just a Word document, a clear job description of what exactly you want them to do. Have some, like, metrics so they can know whether they're doing a good job or a bad job or anything kind of in between. They can just sit down and just go through with them. That way you're both on the same page. And the bigger you get, the more you want those job descriptions to be, like, defined. Otherwise, you can create a big mess where you've got a lot of people getting paid who may not be doing what you want them to do. And then that all leads to not being profitable. And then there's no point having a business. Yeah, no, my dad always says when when a you know interesting job comes our way, which is kind of like a contract arrangement, so a big business or a building company or something like that will want us, you know, on a regular basis. And then we do the numbers and we figure figure it all out. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm only making this much, but I'm creating work for someone. And my dad's like, You're not a charity, like you're yeah. a business. You have to think about how is this sustainable for you and and things like that. So yeah, yeah cool. I'm no, my dad's never been in business. This is the yeah. funny thing. When I recorded the first podcast, I introduced my family saying that I don't, my family don't have any business experience. Like I'm self-made. And my dad's like, what? You, you totally writ, like have written me off. You, you said yeah. that I have nothing, nothing to add. <laughs> my dad's fantastic. He, he's like, um, my, the chairman of my board in my mind. So any big decision, I'll call my dad and be like, help me. Like, what should I do? Even though he has no hands-on business experience, really. He has so much like wisdom to add, which is so helpful for me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, how, like, what's it been like for you? So you said that you don't really have any, or you didn't have any family in business when you started. Um, So my dad has like a, kind of like a big time corporate role, but doesn't, he's never really ran a small business or anything like that. So I don't really go to him for advice too often with that. Um, yeah. And then um, it's kind of like a stay-at-home mum for a lot of her life. So yeah. don't really get that from her. Um, I've read a lot of books and things. I've had business coaches, some like fitness-specific business coaches in the past. So I've kind of learned a lot yeah. through that. Yeah, cool. So a lot of self-education, which self-education is really cool. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned you play. You used to play footy as well. Do you still play footy now? Or it kind of went on the back burner? 
Well, I stopped. I was playing rugby league. I could play like junior reps back in the day. Yeah. And then as I was doing this, the hours we worked are different. They're like the mornings, they're other. So I kind of had to give that up for about five years or so until I yep. could get back to having a few staff and stuff. And then I started playing again, just like local stuff, nothing crazy. And then I changed over to playing American football. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been playing that, which is good fun. Um, and But our season's off this year. I was tempted to retire anyway, but the pandemic has made it easy to retire. Yeah. I may get back again, but yeah, I'm getting older now. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. American football. So that's um like gridiron. You wear gridiron. the huge helmet yeah. and gear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so just played, like. And rugby league before that, but then started playing this. It's just good fun. Yeah. Watching rugby league, my, my, family love rugby league and we watch pretty much all the games at the moment because we're in lockdown (laughs) my brother will come downstairs he's like dad turn the footy on and i'm like oh who's playing which which of our teams and then he's like oh none of our teams but let's just watch it anyway so it's very entertaining but it's so interesting to see them just legitimately destroy each other with no like helmet no gear nothing it would totally change the game if they had that extra safety protection completely i've played both and there's with like the rugby league kind of thing, it's very different. There's a lot more fatigue to it. So sometimes yeah. you're not getting hit quite as hard because everyone's a bit more tired. Right. Um, and obviously you've got no padding on, so there's a different way of tackling. Like everyone kind of protects their own head by putting it in different positions. Yeah. Um, but then when you're playing American football, because you do have the helmets on and the shoulder pads on and no one is tired because it's just everyone's 100 miles an hour, the hits can be bigger. And the helmets can be, if your helmet hits you in the elbow, like it kills. Ow. Yeah. So there's like, it's padded in some ways, but then it's also a weapon in another way. Yeah. Um, but if I was to, overall, rugby league would be tougher on your body. Yeah. But in gridiron, things can go wrong pretty quick and you got, yeah, the helmet to the knee or something like that can kill. Ow. Yeah. No, I can imagine. That's cool. So yeah. where do you see yourself in the future? Is repetitions your end game? Where you're at now? Um, obviously you mentioned a little bit before that you want to open another location, maybe thinking like 10, day, 10 years down the track, where do you see yourself? Um, I just want to keep expanding on the old fitness empire. So opening up another location, potentially more locations, whether that's under the repetitions kind of banner or we change it a little bit. I'm not quite too sure. Yeah. But yeah, definitely just in that kind of thing, just growing a business, growing more gyms. So open another one up within the next, within kind of seven Ks of this one. Yeah. That way we can kind of like we obviously have no global brand power, but we do yeah. have local brand power. Yeah. So if we open one up kind of within this same kind of area, we could have like a bit of a crossover where clients come to this one, maybe close to the next one, and it could be an easier way to start it. So that would be the plan to open that one up and then do kind of replicate that again by going another location, which would be again like seven to ten case close by and kind of build out slowly. Like I said before about the cash flow thing, it would be just managing it all. Just doing it slowly, not kind of over overdoing it, trying to go too big too early. Yeah. Because it can be easy to run out of money. If you run out of money, you get like you die. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, 100%. Um, but that's the plan. Just kind of like just get our, our kind of fitness system down packed and perfect before you kind of replicate and go again. Yeah, cool. Also going to kind of find that balance between like getting it too perfect and not make, taking the next steps to get the next one because it can be easy just to keep trying to refine this one and never actually going forward. Um. So, yeah, so I was actually writing like a business plan to how we do the next one before we close down. Yeah. I don't want to see motivation for that has died. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but as I guess as this lockdown is going on, I'm getting more, I'm getting back to normal. So I'll start to get back onto that soon and hopefully we can just hit the ground running once we reopen. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. So one last question. What's yep. one piece of inspiration or wisdom that you want to leave for our listeners? Um, if you have an idea and you want to do a business, just start it. Just go do it. If you don't do it, you'll probably never do it. Yeah. And if you're waiting for the perfect time, there is no perfect time. Just start today. You're going to make heaps of mistakes. Just make a mistake quickly and then fix it as fast as you can and just keep going. Yeah. I found, or this is what I think anyway. So some people go into business, they, they're trying to be perfectionists, but it doesn't quite work. They, they don't take action. If I could make 10 mistakes and fix them all up before someone else could even do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, so true. Be it. So just yeah, take action, do it now, make mistakes, know they're going to come and just keep moving forward every single day. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I'm all about action. Like you said before, we definitely agree on that point, especially for younger people out there. You, you literally have nothing to lose. And you told me this when we first met, you were like, you know, if you are thinking what's the next step, what, like, why are you waiting? Just do it because you don't have a mortgage. You don't have school fees to pay. You don't have like a family to support. Obviously you do now, <laughs> but I don't. And the other younger people, they don't have that stress either. So financially, you almost have nothing to lose um, if you've yeah, started you're with make nothing. Mistakes. Make them now while you live at home. because you Yeah, can exactly. You're <laughs> yeah, you're not rented homeless. Like <laughs> you're, yeah. you're just where you were, you're back to square one. So it's, right. yeah, no, that's great. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for your time, Adam. I hope that um, everyone got something out of that. And if you are looking for a great gym in the Rousseau area, Adam's gym is second to none. A great community, absolute fantastic facilities. And um, once lockdown ends, definitely check them out. I'll chuck their details in the bio of this podcast episode. Everything's on Instagram. And I think also once you guys reopen, you do a 14-day free trial, don't you? We're actually doing a 28-day free trial. For oh, wow. We got a month. So if anyone wants to jump on board with that, um, jump on our social, send us a message and we'll set you up to get 28 days, try it all out, get it on board. Yeah, that's an awesome deal. Who wouldn't take that on? Seriously, great gym. And um, yeah, thanks again for your time, Adam. It was great having you on today. Thanks, Christy. Yeah.